What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or someone else, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Shauna Jones. We are the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you our uphill battle in this lash industry and to show you what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has now turned into an eight figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a real raw version of what things really like. Yes, in today's episode, <laughs> we have a special guest. We, uh, we don't get to do this very often, but when we do, it's always fun. So in today's episode, we're going to be featuring Shelby Tarleton from Lash Boss Radio. And is it Pink Lady Lash? Yes. All right. Uh, if you guys don't get it, if you guys don't follow her yet, go ahead, plug your social media and your podcast for everybody. Yeah, it's uh, just at Lash Boss Radio and Pink Lady Lash um, on Instagram. And yeah, thank you Very guys so cool. much for having me. Yes, yeah, of, of course. course. So we actually met Shelby at uh, LashCon last year. We were mm -hmm. on a panel together. And so very, very busy young lady. So you are in Austin, Texas? Yes. All yes. right. How many locations do you have? Two, just two. So those are keeping me busy. I don't think I'll do any more, but yeah, two locations. Very cool. Two is good. I feel like three gets a, a little bit crazy. We have three and I'm like, I wish we kind of would have stopped at two. So yeah. yeah. It's an adult daycare. <laughs> yeah. So how many employees do you guys have? <sighs> With the warehouse? little over a hundred right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on that level, but yeah, I, I still feel like I'm busy. No, listen, honestly, if, if we would have had just three or four with a handful of lash artists, you have their little cat fights and whatever, <laughs> it had been more than enough itself right there. Yeah. yeah. It's a little, it's a little overwhelming, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so real quick, I just want to obviously do a little background. So what got you into lashing? Oh gosh. Well, I was a makeup artist first and I don't know, I've always been into little detailed things. Um, and I, I don't even remember, I feel like everyone has their story of like that moment that they realized, I don't, I don't remember. Like I, I just remember that I was interested at one point and I went to school right after graduating college and just knew that I was going to open a salon one day, honestly. I just like was in college actually planning out my lash salon, had never touched an eyelash before. <laughs> it is a weird story, but what did you um, for? I, I went for, gosh, I changed my major so many times. I was just trying to get out, but I ended <laughs> up, majoring, I majored in sociology and minored in business. So just nice. in and out. Yeah. So you literally mapped out your salon before you started lashing? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would not be paying attention in class. I'd be writing in a little notebook, just like what our prices would be, all the services, <laughs> just everything. I don't know. It was weird. And then, um, I went to beauty school and good thing I liked it. Um, I liked lashing, uh, and then yeah, went solo and then eventually was like, I'm ready to open a salon. And then I just did. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. How long, how long have you guys been, or how long have you been in business now? Um, almost five years at my first location. And then my second one, just over three years. Very oh, wow. cool. I know yeah. we got asked this question at LashCon. So when you opened the second location, did you use, did you get like a loan or did you actually use profits from the first one to do it? 
A little bit of both. I actually started borrowing money, which I don't recommend, but I'm officially debt free. Like, that a girl. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I started borrowing money after I opened my second one. And so that is an indication that like, you're not ready if you have to pull out all these loans. Um, so yeah, I just regret doing that, but honestly it made me a really, just a much better business owner because of the hole that I dug myself into because I had to like learn how to run my business to afford those loan repayments. And so now we're in a good position, but, um, yeah, definitely not the route I would recommend to go. Do you nice. think that a lot of, a lot of young girls get excited? They get a couple people under their belt and they're like, well, I'm starting to finally make some money. Now we got to just duplicate the success, yeah. jump out yeah. way too quickly. Yeah, I, I definitely had the like chasing the carrot syndrome. Like I just kept on moving the carrot and just was never like happy until, you know, I, I was like focused on the next thing. And then it was like after the second location when like everything I realized like, okay, wait a second. Like I wish that I would have done things a little different. I got ahead of myself. And so, yeah. Um, and that's, kind of why I started my show too was like here's what I did please don't do this um (laughs) no that's awesome and I think it's awesome too especially during like COVID not a lot of people can say that they're debt-free you know especially now so I think that's amazing and I mean Mike and I did it too sometimes you just go through like things like mistakes in life to just kind of like make you a better person a better business person so at least you don't owe any more money now and you're (laughs) That's all wiped out. Yeah. It, I'm so thankful for that, especially at a time like this. But yeah, for sure. I was, you know, I was going to say, it's funny. We talked about this the other day. Like every time we, we would build a new location or do something cool, like when in the lash industry, I'd be like, this is going to solve everything. Like <laughs> it's going to be my happiness. We're going to yeah. finally feel like we made it. Yeah. And like, we would, we would like the latest one we built Boca Park with like, we built, we had all this like tile imported for the flooring and all this <laughs> stuff. We made it like look super cute. And we were just like, this is going to solve everything. And like literally a week after it opened, we're like, eh, we don't what even drive do up next? there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, what are we doing next? I thought this was going to I thought this was going to fulfill everything. It's going to make me super excited. Yes, I that's that's a problem I had too. It was just like thinking, yeah, just searching in the wrong places for the actual answer. Yeah. Well, you said you you touched on you said something kind of back there a minute ago. You said, "Hey, you know, I, I thought it was going to make me happy, you know, when you were talking about doing that second location." Uh, yeah. do you what do you think in order to feel content in this business? What do you think lash artists need to have? you think that you talked about chasing the carrot, that chasing the carrot syndrome. Yeah. What do you think a lot of like upcoming girls who want to become, you know, a boss babe or a lash artist or their own boss, what is it you think will actually make them feel content? Yeah, I think I, I think the first thing is like figuring out what success looks like to you. Does it mean like working 60 hour weeks? Because if it doesn't, then owning a salon or multiple salons might not be like the right answer. Just, because in the beginning you really are working a ton. Um, I think, yeah, I, I guess like if you're looking, if you're just trying to duplicate what someone else did and think that they're successful and say, okay, well then I have to be a salon owner. Or I have to start a product line or I have to do this. That's not the, that's, you're never going to find yeah, like your own happiness. So what is, what does success mean to you? And then like, what, how can you do that? And I don't know if you've read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, but 
he really inspired me because it's like that basically the whole premise of the book is like uh you you can make a hundred thousand dollars or um two hundred thousand dollars but if one person is working like 10 hours a week and the other person is working like 70 who's richer and so just looking at things in terms of like what's important to you is it is it really more money is or is it like more freedom of time or stuff like that i hope that answered your question no, it did, definitely what about you? yeah what about me what do you think with what would you have more time more money <laughs> i would both. love just like a a sick balance like a dope <laughs> balance of both but i would say that you know now that we have kids and you can relate to this too having a <laughs> 7 month old is like you know our kids are one in 3 so eventually pretty soon like they're going to really start to remember things like olive already remembers things and i don't want to be like that mom that they see is like yeah we have a great home to come to but like you know, you're exhausted. You don't have time yeah. for me. You're like impatient. You're like irritated yeah. from your work day. So definitely I think there comes time in life where you have to reevaluate different stages that you're at and like, you know, bringing, you know, family in and making husband and wife time and all that fun stuff. So if yeah. there was a sick mix, that'd be cool. Our kids are going to be in therapy. <laughs> no. I mean, mom and dad were never there. They were there for my no. sporting event. Oh my God. No, no, no. Um, how has COVID been? Like, how has it affected like your business, especially like in Texas and. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely were impacted. Yeah. Of course, like right when we opened again, we were so busy and then yeah. it kind of slowed down a little bit and that got a little scary. Um, but I feel like we're like this week, like we have no openings, like we have no openings at either location. Right. So we're kind of, we're, we're back on the up. So I feel like, um, it's kind of, it was like really good and then kind of slow. And then, you know, you just have to put more effort into like marketing and making sure your clients know like how, how safe and serious you guys are taking it. And, and so that helped us, um, get our clients back in. What, what did you do as far as like, you know, letting them know about safety wise, did you guys do like videos and stuff to, I mean, I know it sounds stupid if you think about it, like, hey, we do six feet distance and we're masking. Look, we are, you know what I mean, like, no, no kidding. To, yeah. yeah. You know, people are like, oh, no, I'm not going. To. Oh, oh, they're wearing gloves. They're wearing a face shield. They look safe. We did do some like Instagram stories on um, like our, like our cleaning and stuff. Uh, but we did some emails like talking about like all of the precautions that we're taking. And then we're like super we send out like a COVID email before every appointment, just like the reminders and stuff. So them seeing how serious we are towards them, yeah. they, I feel like they're more comfortable, but, um, yeah, we've kind of just kept it the same since we reopened. And, uh, I feel like just really email marketing has helped us do that. And then we, we mention it in our Instagram post too, like just, just a reminder, like we're still like super serious about cleaning and all yeah. that It's helped. Are you guys doing a lot of like organic stuff, working your old list? Or are you guys actually out like prospecting and trying to find new faces and spending a bunch on paid marketing right now? I'm not spending anything on paid marketing and I, and I rarely do that. We have awesome. a really good, yeah, we have a really good email list. Uh, and so yeah, just our email list and um, our social media following is pretty good too. So it's taken a few years to build it up that way. Of course it wasn't just like that overnight, but um but yeah, so we have like, it's easier now to, to build our clientele back from like this huge pool that we had before. Right. Yeah. 
Whereas if guys, I, we were just starting, it'd be hard. Did you guys do any crazy discounts to get people back in? Oh my gosh. I regret doing that. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, so, okay. Well, this is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> we were doing like full sets for the price of extended fills, which they weren't as bad as like doing it for the price of a fill. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like we didn't have to do that. And, and like, we were so busy and I wish we didn't do it, but it was like, I had already said yeah. that we were doing that, like in writing to like, I personally reached out to all of our clients and like what thought I was like, just being a great owner and just like, was like, I don't know. But the reason why I think is because I shut our salon down before we were ordered to shut down um, when things got really bad, it was like March 16th, I think. And so I shut it, I shut everything down and we weren't having to close until I think the following week it ended up. So, um, I've kind of felt like I had to like offer something for some reason and it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that, but I, I did like retract my statements and stuff afterwards, like, um, to the lash community. Cause at first I was like, you guys, yeah, like, you know, help your clients out. And I was, I was like saying that, I don't know what I was thinking. And then I was like, I messed up. I sh you guys don't discount. <laughs> you know what? We did that too, though. We actually, we, we, um, before the government or before Sisolak had told us to shut down, we, I had the girls shut down early too. And yeah. I think that, you know, obviously when it first happened, I mean, it was like at the scariest point ever. So I did the same thing. I was like, Hey clients, like, because there was, you know, especially in Vegas, like all the shows, bartenders, I was like, you know, we're here for you. We're, you know, we're going to be doing like, what was it like $120, like full sets. And like, you know, just because it was like so bad. And I, I was just feeling so bad because I was like, oh my gosh, like, what if I lose all my clients? Like I got to yeah. offer something because everybody else started offering stuff. And then it was like, it kind of turned into a nightmare as well. So I think that we were kind of like in the same boat. Yeah, cool. Well, no, we thought it was going to last this long either. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no. gotta be a balance between caring, you know, and just being like, Hey, nope, sorry. I realized everybody was shut down for three months. <laughs> <laughs> Double price. Cause you guys are way overgrown or no, no lashes left. Yeah. People are like, oh, I hate those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was like, no one really knew like what to do in that situation, yeah. obviously. And so, yeah, you, if, if this ever happened again, I'm sure now, like we would go about it different, but yeah, hopefully for it doesn't sure. ever. wait for the next pandemic. We got this figured out. <laughs> Yeah. Next, oh next time the bubonic plague happens, we're good. <laughs> we have a playbook. Yeah. Um, um, so let's talk about the. Yeah. Talk about the event. Yeah, real quick. So you have an upcoming event coming, uh, like a live, with everything shut down. This is obviously the way things are going now. Way of the future. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of live events going on right now. So tell us a little about your event. Yeah. So it's a virtual lash conference. It's not fully live. It's, it's a pre-recorded event. So it's the cool thing about it is there's like 48 presentations. So 48 industry leaders that are teaching stuff from artistry to marketing and finance and stuff. Um, but you don't have to watch it all in order. And so you don't have to basically take off work those days. You could watch it on your own time, um, and watch them individually out of order and you can rewatch whichever ones you don't have to like go find your place, like in that 50 hours of content basically. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's my first ever event. Um, and obviously it's virtual because of everything going on, but hopefully we'll be in person next year. 
Yeah, for that's sure. That's super cool. That's a really good idea. Yeah. What, uh, what made you decide to think of doing the pre-recorded like that instead of just trying to do it all live? So no, um, do like Zoom style. Probably just yeah, just just yeah, just because it's going to be so many speakers and it's going to be so long, I just feel like you seeing the runtime and being like, oh my gosh, and then if you just have to take off so much for that, and I don't know, I think I just I prefer stuff like that where I can like go back to it. Like I t- took a sleep training class online on this platform. And so I was able to like skip around. And so that's why I chose it like for that. You or for the baby? Well, I'm training myself now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why. Very cool. Where can they, good. yeah. Where can they sign up at? Uh, lashbossconference.com. Lashbossconference.com. Awesome. And then how much are the, how much are the tickets? Cause I want to put it in um, the lash tea too. Yeah. Um, it's one ninety nine, but you can find a 25% off, um, code. Actually, I don't know if you guys edit this, but I could, I could give you guys a discount code to put. Yes. Awesome. Yes. What is the discount code? We'll do live Bay lash for the discount code. Um, okay. but yeah, for 25% off. So it'll be like 149 ish or so. Awesome. Very, very okay, cool. cool. That's going to be awesome. I mean, it's like the way, cause we started doing like virtual reality training. Cause I think that if anything, like with the COVID it's really pushed people in directions, like out of mm-hmm. their comfort zone. Um, it's kind of just like, we're all at this point where it's like, you know, this is like human, human contact. Like what can we do to, you know, still like move forward with our passion, but make money still. So I think that that's awesome, especially like having people be able to like go back and view it on their own time. Cause realistically, if it's that many speakers, yeah, like if someone's going to like be like, okay, two hours, like I'm going to go get something yeah. to eat. So that's really cool that they can go back and watch that. Yeah. And there's a whole, there's a whole group of people now that have been laid off permanently that are looking for other like side gigs, side hustles that are you know, looking to possibly get into lashing. So it's a whole video library of stuff to be able to get into. Now's the time more than ever to just be taking notes and learning. Because I mean, at some point in time, this is going to pass. Things are good back. Well, I yeah. hope they will. <laughs> that isn't, there's something else worse coming down the pike. I don't oh, know. We'll see. I hope not. I hope not too. And real quick, your podcast one more time. Tell them so they can follow you there as well. Uh, Lash Boss Radio. Lash Boss Super Radio. Cool. Awesome. We appreciate having you on, having you make time for us. I know, like I said, we kind of threw it together super <laughs> last minute on you. So we appreciate yeah. it. Uh, obviously, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Facebook at the Lash T, Lash T-E-A. And make sure to follow Shelby and check out our yes. event as well. Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Mm-hmm.